Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Tip Tuesday podcast. We are so excited about tonight. We have the beautiful Miranda Chanel in the building with us today. So happy, so happy. Greetings, greetings, my sister. Greetings. Hey, beautiful. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy that you have made your arrival. Tip Tuesday family, you are in for a treat tonight. Um, Miranda Chanel is a force to be reckoned with in Chicago in the mental health and business community. She is an entrepreneur in her own right. She is the VP of operations and is responsible for a state-funded 24-hour crisis line for children and adults experiencing behavioral health and mental health crisis. And one of the other major things that she is passionate about is um, bridging the gap, especially in Black communities, between spiritual health and mental health. So she's out here as a voice and an advocate for Black women in the workplace and in business. We really wanted to focus on the workplace as well this week, because we don't want anyone to feel like it's just you have to be in business, because even if you're in someone else's business, you're in business. So welcome, Miranda Chanel. Um, anything you want to add to that introduction? Please no, feel ma'am. free to introduce yourself. No, ma'am. Let's just get into it. I know our time is limited. You know, yes. if people want to see me, I'm on social media. Like we can do all of the, that stuff later. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's jump right in. Um, So we were having a discussion because I got a lot of feedback regarding, like I said, we wanted to talk about women in the workplace um, because women are talking about the stress um, of just, just, I mean, I think we all have stress of just being at work, being in a workplace, being in business, but what are some of the challenges that you've seen in your field? And even because Miranda is a counselor, so she is coming to us not only from a woman in the workplace, we're going to get some expert advice tonight. She is a counselor, so she's going to give us some um, um, professional advice. So we wanted to bring on counselors, therapists, we want to bring professional advice, and we also want to bring real life experience. So just let us know some of the things you've been seeing with women in the workplace and what you're working with right now. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things that that shows up is that as women, we're expected to always show up, especially mm. if we talk about being black and brown women, there's an even higher standard of how we're supposed to show up in a space. And so mm -hmm. there's this weight that we carry about the level of excellence that we have to have in every room that we set our feet in. And so that doesn't change when we go into the workplace. In fact, it gets turned up three or four notches because Absolutely. half the time we have to prove why we deserve to be in the room in the first place. Absolutely. And so we're already coming into situations trying to navigate and figure out how we're going to show up in this space or in that mm -hmm. space. We're looking mm -hmm. at microaggressions. We're looking at our own personal identities. We're looking at the standards that society is putting on us. We're looking at the fact that there's this expectation that 
when you get to work, you leave everything else at the door, but that's right. just impossible to do exactly. when life is lifing as my teenager, <laughs> you know, you don't get to turn those things off. Right. And so as women, we carry all pieces of us into the workplace. We yes. carry the fact that when we get home, we still got to be a mom. We got to be a wife. We got to be a sister. We got to be a daughter. We got to be a VP in this organization or, you know, I'm pursuing that organization because we're always trying to display to the world how great we are. Yes. And a lot of times what we're trying to hide is the fact that we need a nap. Oh, wow. We're tired. <laughs> we need somebody to pour back into us and the way that we pour out in all these spaces while mm -hmm. trying to manage all of the things that are happening all the time. And it's just a lot of weight to carry. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you said about being in the workplace and dealing with microaggressions. Can you talk about that a little more? Um, Listen. <laughs> I did some stuff on this in my graduate work and I dealt with microaggressions and implicit biases a lot in the workplace. So for our sisters who are still in the office, in the warehouse, wherever they work, um, let's talk about that because sometimes, and, and, and I think this is really good, sometimes things are happening to us. We know it doesn't feel right. We know it's something wrong with it, but we don't have the language to put to it. Correct. You know, we don't know to say these are microaggressions. These are implicit biases. What are these things? Um, so we can give some language to our audience members who may not know so that if they are going through this, they can start to identify and articulate what they're feeling. Absolutely. So being a black woman in the workplace, first of all, you're already in a double minority position. You're a minority because you're a woman and you're a minority because you're a black woman. Okay. So there are some struggles that as women, like there's a feminist movement that happens. And as women, we unite and we talk about the fact of like, oh, well, we're paid less money. Mm -hmm. Well, black women are paid less money in comparison to their white counterparts. Okay. They're paid less money in comparison to black men as well. So when we're looking at those comparisons, again, it's that double minority that's hitting us. But when we're talking about microaggressions, ask yourself this question to kind of figure out if this might be something you're experiencing. Can I bring my whole self into this space and feel safe? Mm, and if your answer is no, then there are probably some microaggressions that are happening in this space that causes you to not feel safe. I love so that. You got to ask you, like, you know, in the creation of Tip Tuesday, you show up as your whole self. Yes. You don't have to tone yourself down. Yes. You yes. don't have to tone pick, which is something yes. that as Black women, we constantly have to do. Mm. Am I afforded to feel the emotion that I feel without being judged? How come True. I can't just be angry without being the angry Black woman? Mm. How come I can't just be frustrated without That's assuming good. that I'm aggressive? How come yes. I can't just feel what I feel and allow that moment to be what it is without someone attacking my character? And so if you have to pick your tone based on the fact that if you say it this way, it's going to change the way they look at me. That means you can't bring your whole self into the room. Right. And that's probably a microaggression. I love it. I love look at it. your hair. When we talk about professionalism of hair, right? Yes. If you got to choose between I'm going to wear this 
this beauty supply store wig every day because it's, <laughs> it's straight. But you know, underneath there, you want to rock your faux yeah. curls, but you yeah. can't. Yeah. Those are microaggressions that we deal with. Oh, well, you can't wear locks because it's not professional. Who told yeah. you? Yes. Who, who yes. told you that? If you have to tailor your clothing even, mm -hmm. because maybe somebody else who is naturally shaped different can wear their yeah. maxi skirt to the office. The way that God made this body, I can't wear my maxi skirt to the office because all of a sudden now I'm inappropriately dressed mm -hmm. over things that I can't control. Right. So again, as we are examining microaggressions, we're looking at, can you show up fully in the space? I love that. I love that. Um, and even with you say, I, I've been seeing a lot of even newscasters lately who have been rocking their natural yes. hair, their 4C, their 4B curls, their locks, their braids um, on air because more women are stepping out to show up as they are and who they are. Now, I will say this. I think that um, when we think of the higher up, the career ladder or business ladder we go, we begin to second guess ourselves a little more. And so it's, if I'm going to be in this boardroom or this space with this particular group or this particular um, dynamic of leadership, can I come in like this? And like you said, so um, Tip Tuesday, um, it's, it's, I am the creator and host. So I'm showing up as me and and even, you know, I'm a business owner. So getting on conference calls where I'm trying to secure a contract and this is what I got going on. And so being able, you know, let's talk about even being able to um, speak for ourselves and have a voice for ourselves and show up as ourselves, even if there's microaggressions in the workplace. And I'll give an example of this. I had a job once and there was a, you know how there can be a department HR person um, that's not part of like the big HR of the organization. And I had just started this job and it was one of those self-identifying, keyword, self-identifying <laughs> so, uh -huh. <laughs> And I went down, she was an older lady. Um, she wasn't of the tribe. And I went down to finish up some paperwork and she had completed my form for me and she checked off white, non-Hispanic. Oh, oh, oh. Talk about, we just talked about <laughs> emotional intelligence and relational intelligence in the last show. Talk about controlling emotions. And I said, hey, who did this? Did you do this? One, it was inappropriate if you did it. And this is incorrect. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't see color. I was raised not to see color. So That's one of the biggest microaggressions That, that is the biggest microaggression. It, and I could not believe you guys. I actually experienced that. Instead of apologizing, instead of never doing that again, she came in and told me, I've, I, I don't see color. And I told her, right, then, talk about having, you need to have a voice when it's time to have a voice, I'm telling you. And I said, well, I see color. I see my color every day when I'm in the mirror and I love my color. And I identify, self-identify, family identify, community identify right. as Black. So give me a whole new form. 
And don't you ever in your life fill out a form that Tiffany Antoinette Hill has to sign her name to. Don't do it. And don't so minimize I, your mistake. With and don't minimize of, your I, mistake. I don't see color. Like own and, the fact that I messed up. Own it. And I, I probably at looked time, at your resume and it said Tiffany A. Hale. And I assumed. Yes. That yes. He was going to walk through the door. Well, surprise. yes. And, and it's my, and it's, and, and that's what I said. It's my last name. And yeah, but no, you got sister soldier that walked up in there. And so it was the wrong person to pull it with. And I was, I believe in graduate school, maybe just started graduate school at this time, but I began to, um, I, I began to do work on this and begin to study this because that upset me so bad. So I'm so glad that you brought up microaggressions. That's just one example. And like you said, not showing up as yourself. So how do we have a voice in the workplace as women who face, even with codes, like code switching and like you said, tone switching, how do we have a voice that is, because we do want to be professional, but how do, what have we deemed as professional? Not what someone else has told us. Correct. And so I think that I, there's no set cookie cutter answer. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I don't want to set up the following to fail mm -hmm. because it's going to be different depending on what room you walk in. And True. I think the truth is that even in as we're unwrapping microaggressions and we're unwrapping the experience in the workplace, mm -hmm. having a voice is one of those things where we learn how to tone it down. And we because mm -hmm. we learn that while this voice is powerful, things that are powerful are often intimidating to other people. Absolutely. So what I have come to find is that a lot of times it's easier for me to be the silent Black woman than it is for me to be the angry Black woman. Absolutely. And so we Absolutely. learn how to be quiet and we learn how to grin and bear it. And we go Absolutely. back to our communities and our safety nets and our tribes and we discuss this but there's a change in the times it which is. is why DEI is coming to such a high forefront since Absolutely. 2020 where people are realizing that this has to stop Absolutely. because a lot of times we will we have to pick and choose of if I say this is it going to cost me my livelihood absolutely I'm a single mom so the coins that come direct deposit on salary have established a lifestyle for not just myself, but for my two children who depend on me in order to live. So mm -hmm. I have to make, we have to make decisions in those spaces to say, if this costs me my job, mm. what then happens? Mm -hmm. Because that speaks a lot of times to why we say, I'm just not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. That speaks a lot of times. So my grandma was notorious when I was growing up for saying, Miranda, just keep the peace. Mm. Miranda, just keep the peace. And as <laughs> I've grown and matured, I had to I had to ask her, well, what happens when keeping the peace costs me my peace? Yes. At yes. what point do I make a decision? Yes. yes. Because my peace is everything that I have. It has to be a priority even in the workspace. And so what's coming to pass is that when we don't have a voice or we can't feel safe in these situations, we create them. And now we see entrepreneurship mm. because if it's mine, you can't tell me. I mean, obviously you have the board of directors. There's always somebody that's managing, right? So right. legalese aside, we create spaces where we can show up as our full selves. Mm -hmm. We create spaces where it's safe to say that you don't have to prove that you deserve your seat at the table every time you come in. We create spaces 
Absolutely. where you can rock locks this month and your natural hair next month and a 22 inch weave the month <laughs> after that if you want to, because that is the magic that we bring into a space. And it doesn't change the fact that we have earned the space to that we've earned to be in this place who Absolutely. I am as an intellectual and what I bring to your business doesn't change depending on whether or not my curls are straight. Absolutely. 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 Um, and I, I've, I've been talking about this also with, I think a key component in this is effective communication. Correct. So not just being silent, but if we need to speak, how do I effectively speak in this environment? How do right. I effectively speak to these people? How do I um, accurately assess how I feel and then appropriately articulate um, that to the audience that I need to um that I need to, you know, articulate it to. Yeah. Okay. So let's, and I think when we're talking about communication and we're not, not just talking about communication in business, in the workplace, because I know that you're an advocate for women who have to transition from the workplace then to home and yeah. dealing with that. I know that you work <laughs> with, yeah. I, I, and so Miranda, um, really works with um, women in that work-life balance space. She's such an advocate for that of, you know, um, you know, hitting your goals at work, but also making sure you're hitting your personal goals and your goals at home. And we have now, Miranda, we have people who are not only working in the workplace and going home as, you know, wives, fiancés, partners, mothers, but also trying to start businesses. Let's talk to our women who are in the workplace, who are starting businesses and who are nurturing and taking care of a family and themselves. What counsel, what are you telling women who are coming to see you for counsel in this area? Talk to me as a counselor first, and then talk to me as, I mean, you're someone with your own business. You um, are an executive level leader in your organization and you're a mom. So talk to us from that point of view. Yeah. So one of the key things that I always tell people is, or I ask is, what are you doing for self-care? Mm -hmm. And I think, because if you are not taking care of yourself, you cannot take care of anybody else in any place. We like Absolutely. to think that, you know, we say all the time, like, oh, you can't pour from an empty cup. I believe that that's a lie. Like Ooh. I know, I know how to scrape up and find a little leftover. <laughs> if you, you know, it was a cold Pepsi and now the, the glass doesn't sweat. So I'm gonna pour from this little piece of whatever <laughs> I spilled over. Like we have a way of, even when we're on E, being able to find whatever is in the reserve to give to somebody yes. else. But yes. the truth is that you yes. have to take care of you. Okay. And we have to come out of the cliche pieces of self-care. Like, oh, mm. well, I go and get my nails and toes done. Like, I was so going to say, talk about it. No yes. Sense. That's not self-care. That's maintenance. Yes, so if you anything like me, like that's regular maintenance. It's built into the budget. These are things that just mm -hmm. have to be done. And on top of that, the nail shop is not always the most relaxing place because I'm absolutely gossiping. She on FaceTime and ain't got no yes. AirPods. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't need all of that. Nothing about that is relaxing to me. But when we're looking at self-care, I'm asking you, how much are you sleeping? 
Oh, good. Like, good. Like, real talk. Good. Like, like, what does your bed feel like? Because that shouldn't good. be the cheapest thing in your house. Like, invest in the things where you, you are going I to. I love that. Going to your bed you. shouldn't you, be the cheapest you thing rest? in your house. No, it should not. It should not. That's good. Like, that's you good. need a mattress that's not going to make your back hurt in the morning. Because Absolutely. you can't possibly get the rest that you need, even if it's a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's uncomfortable because you went the chief route because everybody was going to see the 55 inch TV in the living room and nobody was going to see the mattress. The but you feel the effects of the mattress, not the TV. So Teach us today. So what how how are you? Are you resting? Mm -hmm. What are you eating? What are you putting into your body? Absolutely. Because and listen, my inner fat girl is a beast. OK, like I'm the person <laughs> where. I get excited. The waiter always think I'm flirting. No, you just got my food and I'm excited <laughs> to see you. And, but we have to be cognizant of what we put in. Are you Absolutely. running three or four cups of, of coffee a day, Miranda? Because eventually that crash shows up somewhere else. Yes. And that crash may show up with your kids because now mm -hmm. you're coming down and they done left their shoes on the floor. And because you're exhausted... Ooh. Or fatigue comes out on the person who really didn't have anything to do with the fact that you wow. were he he leave his shoes there every day. It's and now you done popped off. Didn't I tell you to get these shoes out the floor? I told you yesterday. And he's like, This this the pair from today though. Like right. yesterday it was Nikes and today is flip-flops, but I'll get them. And wow. so when we are not Ooh. intentional about refueling. Mm -hmm. Our breakdown happens on the people that we love the most. Our breakdown happens in the safe space. This mm. is probably a conversation for a different season. But when the teacher says, oh, your child is so wonderful. They're so polite and blah, blah, blah. And you looking at uh, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch trying to figure out why he's tearing up stuff and spinning wow. around like a Tasmanian devil. It's because he's safe in this space. So he can mm. cut up at Mm -hmm. Whereas at school, he understands there are certain boundaries and things I can't do here. That's so good. we as adults do the same thing. Mm. When it has run out, it just has run out. I love so that. So when your husband says, baby, what are we going to eat tonight? And you go, I work today just like you did. Ooh. <laughs> Guess what? But you signed up to be a wife too. So maybe before you come in the house, you need to sit in the car for 20 minutes so mm. that you can decompress whatever it is that you brought home with you so that when you go into the house where people love you, you can be loved on. I love that. Go, when you go into the house where people love you, you can be loved on. Yes. Well, let's, well let, that gets into what about mental health care as self-care? I mean, we have to and I know everyone is talking about therapy as a buzzword but I think like you are bringing some really real life daily examples home and we have to stress we have to have some type of therapeutic outlet therapy counseling mental health because we're going to do those things that you just said we're going to have a rough day at work come in and go crazy on the whole house if we have not replenished and refueled and if we are doing this day after day week after week month after month there's no way even logically we can think that you have to steal away 
from the norm and the routine to be refueled. There's no such thing as recharging in the place where you're giving out to. Correct. You have to go refuel, recharge, and give out again. So what are some suggestions that you have for therapeutic, you know, services? Listen, everybody needs to go to therapy. I'm going to print it up on a shirt and it's going to say, you should go to therapy. I don't Love care it. if you have trauma in your background or not. Okay. Life in 2023 is mm -hmm. traumatic. Absolutely. I believe that everybody ought to have a place where they can put it down mm. with somebody who is non-biased mm -hmm. and who cannot tell your secrets. Mm. The truth may be, I really wanted to run him over with my car, but you can't, <laughs> if you tell the right girlfriend that she going to tell you I'm gassing up and I'm taking the plates <laughs> off, right? If I'm you on my way. Right. I'm on my way. <laughs> what street he out? Like we, we in there. Like, and if you tell the wrong person that, you're going to be on a fast. Like, right. You, girl, you pray for this husband. Now we get, and, and the Ooh, truth pray for that, that man. Is, I, I'm just tired. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we need people who are going to challenge us to say, well, what is it that you're doing? Like, yes. what, what is it that's triggering you to pop off in this space? Yeah. So that you can work your way backwards to, again, put it, put in a game plan so that this isn't the pop-off space. So that yeah. that man or that child or whatever, your mother, if you're a caregiver, because we wear a lot of hats. We wear a lot of hats. That's, that's good that you've been bought up or brought up being a caregiver for parents. You know, sometimes when you get a certain age, you start getting to that age where you're doing more for your parents. You're being a caregiver. So you have kids that are still in the home and you're also being a caregiver. Come on, women, we are we are holding so many roles. And, and, but it goes back to, I know you're saying pop off at home, but sometimes it ends up popping off at work. Yes. And we end up getting stereotyped. We end up getting blackballed. We end up getting low performance reviews. Mm -hmm. We end up getting a reputation of, I was talking about this on the last show where people who are good at their job, they're skilled, they're good workers. They come in, they do what they have to do, but they have been labeled as a person who can't communicate or manage their own emotions. And so no one wants to make them the team, even the team lead of a team, a supervisor, a manager, a director, whatever the ranks may go up to because of lack of managing emotions and effective communication. So even to succeed, which is we're talking about succeeding in the workplace, succeeding in business, succeeding at home. We need to have an outlet. We, we need do. to be able to have a safe space where we don't have to defend. We need help because sometimes you can be in a room or circle of different company and you feel like you have to defend and make all of these um, reasons and justifications why you need a break, why you have to go to that. No, I just need it because I need it. Yeah. I just I, need it because that's my life. Correct. And some of that goes back to, to communication mm -hmm. and understanding that communication is, is a two-part interaction. Exactly. So my intention and your perspective have mm. to line up for the mm. communication to work. True. If what I intend and what you perceive don't match, mm -hmm. then somebody is getting labeled in some shape, form, or fashion. Ooh, be it me <laughs> or you. Either you're the labeling me. The intention and the perspective have, have to, to line match. Up. Yeah. 
for it to yeah. work. And that's in work. any space. Good. That's, that's like in your space. relationship. That's with yes. your children. That's yes. in the workplace. Yes. If it's if if what you think, because we're not we're not judged by our intentions. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we say, well, I didn't mean it like that. Yes. Well, you may not have meant it like that, but the outcome is still X, Y, and Z. And so we're judged by the outcomes, not mm-hmm. by the intentions. Absolutely. And the outcomes are based on the perspective of the person who's receiving what you put out. And so again, sometimes we have to work our way backwards. Mm-hmm. If you are known as a person with the aggressive tone, maybe it's not that your tone is aggressive, maybe it's that you are assertive, but the people that you are regularly communicating with are passive, which means Mm. that your normal assertive tone is intimidating to them. They are intimidated. Mm. You are not necessarily intimidating. So you need to be able to read the room so that you know how to show up in the space. Not so that you have to code switch. Oh, yeah. No. Tone place. No. But no. when you can read a room, Come then on. you know, I need to tone it down a little bit. I That's know. Good. Same thing with your girlfriends, right? We have yeah. different circles for different things. Yes. The people who I go to small group with at church are mm-hmm. not the people that I go to margarita karaoke night with. <laughs> but I need both groups of people because both groups refill me in different areas. Ways, yeah. And so in the workplace, I got to know when I walk into this room, I'm dealing with a lot of passive women who perhaps mm. got their titles based on nepotism and I didn't. And so I'm used to having to prove that I deserve my seat at the table when really I don't. Mm. If if I walk into a room where it's majority white men around the table and I already know that they're not going to acknowledge what I'm saying mm-hmm. and and Bob who's sitting next to me is later going to repeat exactly what I said and people are going to clap it up, then my response to that is, Bob, I think that's a great way of reframing what I said earlier. Thanks so much. I love, <laughs> I love that. I love the professional play. I think that's a great way of reframing what I already said. What I already said, right? So figure out, you gotta, you gotta learn how to play the game. Yeah. And and it is, it's always chess, not checkers. Yes. The truth is that as black women, we've been taught how to master chess Mm -hmm. while everybody else is playing checkers. So you just gotta be a step ahead all the time. You gotta know what spaces you're walking into. You have to know and, if, and we've been conditioned to do this since we were itty bitty, right? So it's already in you. So if you know, hey, every time I come into this room, they label me blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Turn it up on the other side. Mm-hmm. Or figure out. How I love turn it up on the other a, side. As, yeah. Figure out how you use that thing as a strength. Mm-hmm. If you know you're the assertive one. Okay, well, I want to know what happened in this article. Me being me, I always volunteer to go first. That way wow. nobody can nobody can say what I was going to say and then I'm trying to fish for something later. And That's it now good. opens the conversation for other people to have to give feedback on what I've already introduced to the group. That's good. You are it's, talking tonight. <laughs> listen, you are giving consider the egos. Good practical wisdom for navigating in the workplace and in business. Because if we do not know how to start navigating, how to interact with other people and their flaws, 
their strengths, their weaknesses, and their flaws. Somehow, some way, and somewhere along the line, we're going to be the ones that fail because we already have the ball set against us. And so I love what you're saying tonight. And so for the, for, I mean, anyone, I mean, for our men, because we know we have our fellas on. And I think that this is great, fellas, for you to know for your wives, for your daughters, for your mothers who are in the work place who are in business how to support them better how to understand that what you know we may be going through um like I I love what you were saying about the balance and the uh, work-life balance so what are some resources or some tools that um women can um reach out for or utilize what are what, what are some things you suggest um I think in the in the balance of relationships, I think having conversations when you're not frustrated. So if you know, he really made me mad when I just came through the door and he asked me what we was gonna eat. Maybe that's not the time, (laughs) right? Like maybe maybe now in the in the midst of this highest level of pissed officity that I'm at, right? I didn't hit the ceiling. Maybe that's not the time. Like maybe the time is a different time to say hey, you know what? The other day, I really felt like I had really had a rough day. Mm-hmm. So maybe before you ask me what we're going to eat, you ask me how my day was. Oh. In a time where you're not already into it. That's not good. And don't do it in the time where he's trying to watch March Madness. Like, don't walk <laughs> in front of the game like, you know what? The other day, like, not, that's not I'm the get time. Because I'm going to get it out. Because right? <laughs> I'm going to get it out. No. <laughs> Let's be intentional the same way in the workplace, right? Absolutely. Because it's still a relationship yeah. that you want to work. So being yeah. intentional about when we address things and how we address things. And because same the, in the workplace. Indeed. Same indeed. in the workplace. Knowing like, if my boss has offended me, maybe in, in this level of emotion, it's not the time for me to tell them that they were offensive. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you in that moment. And I'm yeah. not going to apologize because I meant what I said. I yeah. probably should have said it differently, but I meant what I said. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's probably not the time. Okay. But being able to take a step back and to be able to say, this is what I experienced. This mm. is what happened. First mm. of all, deal in facts and not in feelings. Come on. Oh, my. Now it's- you are hitting a target. This is where I try to really drive home a point. We need, especially as black women in the workplace, we need to know how to show up with facts and not emotions. You can be telling the truth, but your emotions, one, dilutes and water downs the validity of what you're trying to convey because emotions will take over. And so talk about that conveying facts. Oh, not that we can't have emotion about it, but we need to think about it, process it, work through it to where we have our emotions under control and we can present facts in whatever situation we're in. You you can't argue with the fact. Yeah. I can come in here and say, my feelings was hurt. Well, I'm sorry, your feelings were hurt. Yeah. Like you can you can dance all around what I feel. But you can't dance around the fact that three times in the meeting, I stated X, Y, and Z. And in the middle of me talking, you spoke over me. You can't debate that. You can't debate. debate, You filled out a form for, and put, and and, and put my race on there on a self-identifying form. Exactly. It's the facts. It's the facts. 
the the facts are that I have been in this position for X amount of years and I make X amount of money. Mm -hmm. This person was brought in last year. They were brought in at a rate that was higher than me. Mm. And when I do research, the average salary for this position is blah, 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 which is also higher than mine. Therefore, we need to discuss some the pay differential. All facts. All facts. What they don't say. I deserve. Well, we I deserve. Right. I and maybe you, know, you do. And like, maybe, maybe you do. But you, you have do. to present facts. Correct. As and a man, he don't want to hear <laughs> my feelings because I was hungry too. Okay. And still, what we going to eat? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> we bring the facts. And it's not that your feelings don't matter. No, absolutely. But sometimes you got to tuck them jokers in your pocket for yeah. a minute. Absolutely. Like, take them over there and then show up as the fullest self that you can. Because you so we need everything around the board. We need we need relationship counseling, business counseling, mentor. What about me? Because we talk about mentorship. I think that people, even if you start off with some mentorship, like some, there has to be some type of guide or guidance or outlet that we have. But what what are some sources resources for counseling, therapy, mental health that you would recommend to yeah. people, particularly women? So I am. You, you got to feel it out. Depends on what you're looking for. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like right mm -hmm. now, a lot of black women feel like they need to have another black woman that's their therapist because that's how they feel seen. Mm -hmm. Personally, my therapist is a lily white girl named Dawn and she gets mm -hmm. the job done. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that she doesn't have all of the shared experiences that I have because sometimes I need a non-biased opinion. I don't always need a, yeah, girl, you right. Exactly. Sometimes I need somebody to be like, well, or a man. What I've is this? Or a man counselor before, and I, I know sometimes I and and men are less likely to sugarcoat with you. Sometimes Correct. it's like you said, you know, we need that. You a little bit over, way over on the other side. Um, so well, I, I've seen the difference. Like, it's not our job to give you the answer. Exactly. So if your therapist is telling you, well, go do blah, 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 blah. They're a coach. They're not a therapist. Exactly. As a therapist, I, I was trained on how to listen. So when exactly. they like, you're not going to say nothing? No. I'm going to come back and ask you something else because my goal is for you to understand it, not for me to tell you what this you need. This is did. good. Now look at this. Two, you have two opposite sides of the coin mm -hmm. on this um, podcast today. You have the therapist and the coach. I love how you just broke that down. And so in that one sentence, she just told you what she does <laughs> and what I do. <laughs> Listen, now, now you hire both of us, you're going to win because I'm going to give you those recommendations. So she going to listen while you process. I'm going to be like, oh. well, did you do it? Yeah. Well, why this not? Is... <laughs> <laughs> well, Miranda... I, I am, I, I so appreciate you. Um, I, I so respect you. I know that we're going to be hearing more from you. Can you, um, before we get out of here, can you tell the tip Tuesday family about your platform that yeah. you have that will actually be relaunching, um, next month. And so that we can come on and hear more about the, um, 
help and the resources and just the outlet that you're being and the blessing and the gift that you're being to um, people in the community in our city and even nationwide. So tell us about your platform. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so my platform is called Moments with Miranda um, and I am coming back in April and Moments with Miranda is a, a dope blend of how are you gonna call yourself dope? So it's a it's a dope blend of um ministry, mentoring, and motivation. Oh, love it. All things. And I I don't know how to show up in a space without bringing all things. Mm-hmm. And so I bring those things into the moment because I truly believe that it is a single moment that has the power to shift your entire life. And so sometimes oh. it's those individual conversations that you have with somebody when when you get up from the table you like you know what I'm gonna do it or oh that's so true or you know like I'm gonna launch it or I'm gonna apply or that's so true I'm gonna leave even if that's the answer you know Mm -hmm. um and so I am intentional about creating safe spaces for people to show up as their full self and to be able to live through their story and to understand that literally it is moment to moment life happens in moments. It is the moments that shape our lives. It's, it's not, you know, we got all of these chapters, but it's the little details where you're like, it was this thing that stood out or it was this person or it was this smell or it was this food. Right. Absolutely. And so I've created this platform where we have conversations over coffee because the best conversations happen over coffee. I love coffee. (laughs) And we just have real life experiences. And so those happen on Facebook live and the chats are live. And I I talk to the people in real time and I go back and forth with the folks in the comments. Um, But it's, it's a beautiful blend of those three things because that's who I am as a person. Well, I love it. I love how you've shown up here to the Tip Tuesday podcast and how you've shared and how you've poured out some really great nuggets. So don't worry, Tip Tuesday family. I'm going to have Miranda's information (laughs) posted after this show. You'll be able to follow her, connect with her, watch her on Moments with Miranda when it relaunches. She is off. She is raw. She gets to the point and she is passionate, you know, about us. (laughs) And so that's what I love about her. She is showing up in those spaces where it's hard to get language to explain ourselves. And she's saying, hey, this is what I think is going on. This is, you know, how you need to process that and then come back and let me know if that works. And if not, let's go back to the drawing board. But she's very knowledgeable about things that happen in the workplace. So thank you so much. Like I said, you are driving force in this city, in the mental health community. I'm telling you, her work is well known. And we are just blessed that you grace this platform. And um, we look forward to connecting with you more in the future. And if you have any questions, family, as always, you know, you can reach me at admin um, at tiptuesday.net. It's been another great episode. This is episode two of the therapeutic series. So don't forget, we'll be coming on every week, every Tuesday in this series, we'll be um, launching. So we'll see you next Tuesday. God bless and have a great night. Tip Tuesday. Bye-bye, Miranda. Bye-bye.